Welcome to Star Wars in 10. Now hit the intro. What well do you have? You are now tuned in to a Star Wars show, so just sit back and be ready to flow. Clear your mind of what you know, and let the force be the course of where we go. As we take this journey far, far away, now let's hear what Darth Vader has to say. We would be honored if you would join us. What's happening, Far Far Away family? How's everyone doing today? I hope everything is going good on your side of the galaxy. Nothing new going on out here in the outer rim. Same old craziness and nonsense, and I must bear it all. But what can you do? You gotta take the bad with the good. I don't know if I've talked about this yet, but as the show takes a deeper look into the stories of Star Wars, sometimes I like to give my take on something that I really enjoy. Usually I get my recommendations in the mid-season show, but I recently found something that I enjoyed a whole lot, more than I usually enjoy something. So I wanted to tell you guys all about it, and I'm talking about Star Wars The High Republic Tempest Runner. This book was so amazing, one of the best books I have listened to in a long time. I can see why it's on the New York Times bestseller list. It had everything that you would want in a book. Action, suspense, the whole kick and caboodle. And I would recommend this book to anyone. It was that good. I like the High Republic series books, but this one stands out in the crowd. It has been a long time since I listened to a book that just left me on the edge of my seat. Don't get me wrong, I like the Thrawn Ascendancy books, but there was something special about Tempest Runner. Now this is all my personal opinion, and every person's opinion is different. But if you get a chance to check it out, I would highly recommend it. So I just wanted to share that with you. Maybe one day we could cover it on this show. But for now, we got to get back to the story that we are covering now. Because when we left off yesterday, the king just questioned Sarah about the assassin that killed the Jedi, which Sarah denied. Then Sarah requests to go to Coruscant on behalf of the king to convince the Jedi that the king had nothing to do with the death of their friend. So let's get to the next part right now. I have seen you in the halls these past months, the king told her. I know the pain you still carry over my son's loss. I cannot ask you to do this while you are still mourning his death. That is why I must be the one to go, Sarah countered. The Jedi will be more willing to show compassion to a grieving widow. Let me do this for you, sire. It's what Garen would have wanted. The king considered her offer briefly before nodding. Sarah rose and took her leave with a bow. Lucia fell into step behind her as she left the throne room, only pausing at the doors long enough to collect her weapons. Only when they were back in the privacy of the princess's chamber, with the door closed carefully behind them, did either of them dare to speak. Take this somewhere and burn it. Sarah spat as she ripped the mourning veil from her head and cast it down to the floor. I never want to see it again. I have something to confess, Lucia said as she scooped the discarded garment up from the floor. Sarah turned to look at her, but Lucia couldn't read the expression on her face. I'm the one who hired the assassin that killed Gelba, she said, speaking quickly to get the words out. She wanted to say so much more. She wanted to explain that she had known nothing about the Jedi being undone. She needed Sarah to understand that she had done it only for her sake. Lucia had always sensed a darkness in the healer, a shadow on her spirit. With Garen's death, that shadow had grown. She had seen her friend slipping into bleak despair as the weeks turned to months, listlessly wandering the halls of the castle in her black mourning garb like some tormented ghost. All she wanted was to try to ease the princess's suffering. She thought that maybe if those responsible for Garen's death were made to pay, Sarah could find closure, could move on and come out from the shadow that had fallen over her. She wanted to say all this, but she couldn't. She was just a soldier. She wasn't any good with words. 
Okay, I think this would be a great time to get to today's sponsor. Are you planning on hosting a dinner party anytime soon? Well, you're in luck. Galactic Droids has a brand new chef droid to add to your staff. Designed after the iconic Separatist leader, General Grievous, this droid has multiple arms, so he can do several things at one time. Chopping, cutting, and even cooking. He is your all-in-one cook for the kitchen. There is no better chef droid on the market, so give them a call and reserve your chef droid today. Galactic Droid takes no responsibility if your droid turns into a Separatist leader and tries to conquer the galaxy or hack up your entire dinner party. Buy at your own risk. Sarah stepped forward and wrapped her arms around her in a long, gentle hug. When the king spoke of someone hiring an assassin to avenge Garen's death, I thought it might be you, she whispered. Thank you. And Lucia knew she didn't have to tell the princess all the things she wanted to say. Her friend already knew. I think you should tell the king. Lucia said when the princess finally broke off her embrace. He'd have you arrested, Sarah said with a firm shake of her head. Or at the very least, dismissed from your post. I can't have that. I need you at my side when I go to Coruscant. You still plan to speak with the Jedi? She asked, mildly surprised. What are you going to tell them? Med's death was an accident. The king was not involved. That's all they need to know. Lucia had her doubts, but she knew the princess well enough to realize that arguing the point would be a waste of time. Sarah had no intention of turning her in to either the king or the Jedi, but she couldn't just let it go at that. I never meant to cause any trouble for you, or the king. I'm sorry. Don't ever apologize for this. Sarah shot back. Gelba and her followers got exactly what they deserved. My only regret is that I wasn't there to see it myself. The venom in her words, the raw anger and hatred, caught Lucia off guard. Instinctively, she took a step back, recoiling from her friend. But then Sarah smiled, and the awkward moment was gone. We need to leave as soon as possible, the princess noted. It won't do to keep the council waiting. I'll make the arrangements, Lucia replied, though she knew it would be several days before their actual departure. As the princess, it wasn't easy for Sarah to simply leave Doan. There were diplomatic protocols and bureaucratic procedures that had to be followed. This will all work out, Sarah reassured her, coming over to place a comforting hand on Lucia's arm. Gelba is dead. My husband is avenged. A quick meeting with one of the Jedi Masters, and this whole incident will be behind us. Lucia nodded, but she knew it wouldn't be that simple. This wasn't just going to go away. The death of the Jedi had set in motion a chain of events, one she feared might end very badly for both of them. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics in Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. So we start right where we left off yesterday. Sarah's talking with the king about the situation. He tells her that he has seen her mourning his son. She didn't have to go to Coruscant on his behalf, but she wanted to do this for her kingdom. A grieving widow is the best person to talk to the Jedi. They will know that she is telling the truth. So the king does give her her blessing to go. Then Lochia and her leave the throne room. When they go back to the princess's room, Lochia drops the ball on Sarah. She tells Sarah that she is the one that hired the assassin. I knew it. What did I say yesterday? She was either scared that the king was going to punish Sarah 
or that she was the one that hired the assassin. And for her to just admit it to Sarah, she must be feeling guilty about it. But what got me is that Sarah runs up and gives her a hug and says that she thought she was the one that did it. Like, what do you mean? You thought that Lucia was the one who did it? This is not something that you should be happy about. A lot of people just died. Shoot, a Jedi just died. That means the ruling family is going to be investigated. Shoot, the whole planet is going to be investigated. How is that something to be happy about? Your whole life is going to be flipped upside down. Sarah didn't listen to one thing that the king said. Lucia was thinking about what would make her friend feel better. It would give her closure knowing that her husband was avenged. And it did, but at what cost? Sarah actually embraced her friend to thank her for doing it. And then tells her to go get ready. They're still going to Coruscant. Lucia is like, we need to tell the king. Sarah's like, are you crazy? The king will punish you. Then you won't be able to go to Coruscant with me. Lucia is like, how can you go talk to the Jedi knowing that I hired the assassin? Sarah says that she is going to tell them that the king had nothing to do with it. And now that she knows that Lucia is the one that did it, makes that a lot easier because now it's not a lie. She knows who did it and it wasn't the king. Does Sarah know that the Jedi consists things like this or has she never really dealt with the Jedi before? I'm guessing that it is the latter. It just doesn't make sense to go through all this. If it was me and I was hurt, I would go to Coruscant and as soon as I got there, me and Lucia would be out. It would be so easy of course on a planet that is one giant city they could just tell the guards that they are going to the jedi temple and then they could just disappear with no trace and nobody would ever be able to find them nobody would ever know where they went all they would have to do is just leave they could leave the planet or go anywhere they could just do anything i know that there wasn't that much action in this part and it was just a filler something to push the story along but I liked it. It made me think about the way that things could go. And anything that makes me think, I find to be intriguing. But I think that's all we got for today. Join us tomorrow for the next part. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Intent. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening. And may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Kenai Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pickfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.